Hey everyone, Stuart Bradley here. Welcome to the pod. Today is the 10th of November, 2022. And today we are going to talk about why companies will hire you specifically. But before we go into that, it would probably be good to address what we see going around on social media and in our environment right now, especially something that job hunters are taking a look at, and that is all of the layoffs that are going around at Twitter, at Meta, at Stripe, and other tech firms. So the question is this, how do we, as international students, without special connections, break into the job market and get experience with an awesome firm and still have time for friends and family? That is the question. And this podcast will show you how. Hi, I'm Stuart Bradley, and I am the host of International Student Job Offers. So before we jump into why companies will hire you specifically, it's important that we first address that the macro environment around you is not your limiting factor. The main levers of influence that we have are at the micro level specifically inside of us as to how we conduct ourselves and our own behavior, because it is very easy to look at some news, look at certain feeds like LinkedIn, and start to get this feeling like, wow, it's going to be really hard for me to get a job. As a result, then we take less action, we bring less confidence into our job hunt. And naturally, if we are lacking confidence, Interviewers will sense that, networking calls won't go so well, or we may never even set them up. So be very careful about what you do going into the next coming days and weeks in your job hunt. Be very careful about maintaining a healthy garden in your mind. Those weeds that might grow up, those thoughts that might come up saying, I can't do this, or this is too hard. We want to pull those weeds, right? And then we want to plant flowers. We want to maintain a, a nice clean garden for our job hunt, especially mentally. So let's jump right in. Hey everybody, welcome to the pod. Today we're talking about why companies will hire you specifically. This is Stuart Bradley, your host. I run a 12-week program for interviews and offers called the Career Accelerator Program. For some of you who might not have known that, and up until this point, I have been talking about some big concepts in this podcast, like my five biggest lessons learned, and then most recently, my framework for a modern job hunt model, whereby I talk about how to attract firms to you rather than to chase them. And maybe you're like, okay, Stuart, you know, this is too much. I just want a good resume. Just let me go out and apply online. <laughs> and if you're thinking this, trust me, I hear you. you know, most of the time, we don't think up of ourselves as someone who can set up a system. No one ever before told us that we could or that we should or that we had the permission to or that permission wasn't necessary. Looking back on my early job hunts, now I know differently. And that's why I'm here today in this podcast talking to you about the five biggest lessons learned or the modern job hunt model. And I want to remind you that it's not the case that you have to have everything lined up and feel everything is perfect before you go out and get an amazing job. You do not need great grades before you can go out and get a great offer. 
No permission is needed to identify firms that you really want to work for and start stimulating them with messages that can get them people, specifically people on calls, bringing them into your job hunt system. No experience is necessary to get an amazing offer either. So why would companies want to hire you specifically? Well, one thing that can help you in terms of just moving things along is that necessity to get a job is your friend. I didn't understand why, excuse me, that was that was the mail being delivered. Sorry about that. I didn't understand why people would hire me specifically until I had completed several job hunts. I just started out of necessity, not knowing why. I just knew that there was this girl, okay? She was the one, and I had to figure out how to make that relationship happen. She was in China, I was in the United States, and I needed a job to make that relationship work, specifically some some role that would take me to Asia, pay me so that I could propose and hopefully get this relationship back on track. So that was my necessity at the time. Uh, And it took me a while to figure out why firms would hire me specifically. When we are exploring why firms will hire you specifically, you don't have to have necessity either. You could just want to go out and get a great job and it's because your friends are doing it or it's the cool thing to do. I don't care. You don't need a great reason to go out and get a great job. You are going to be working at some point in your life anyway for most of your life. So why not make it more of a conscious decision and really give it some effort and some structure so that you get to what get to where you want to go. So in order to get hired and get you hired specifically, we have to do something called doing your 50%, okay? Doing your half of the job hunt. And fortunately, you only have to do half of the job hunt because firms are going to do the other 50%. Firms need great talent to get it. They will set up their systems and they will make their best guess as to who to hire. And that's just them doing their 50%, right? And then we can do our 50%. So the four steps as to why or four reasons as to why firms will hire you specifically falls under this category of you just doing your 50%, just controlling the part that you can control and taking action in areas that you can control. So let's jump into these reasons. Number one, firms will hire you specifically because you know their A to B story. So A to B from A to A, A to B, and want to help them. Now, if it helps, you can go back to my prior podcast on the five biggest lessons um, I've learned. Um, But basically, the A to B story is like this. Firms will hire, okay, firms will hire because they have a current state where they are now, and there's a place they want to go. So where they are is point A, where they want to go is point B, and they need help to get there. And we can call these two locations point A and point B. And that's what we talk about in one of my five biggest lessons learned is that firms will hire you specifically because you are paying attention to what the company is looking to do. You understand why they are hiring, okay? Maybe it sounds um, 
obvious, but so many people jump into interviews and they don't really know what the company is looking to do. <laughs> we want to understand what the company is looking to do, where they are now, where they want to go, and then we want to position ourselves as a problem solver. That's an important piece of your what we call professional branding when we want to get hired. We become the person interested in this company's A to B journey, and we're interested in helping them get there. And we can communicate our problem-solving brand through our marketing materials, like the resume, cover letter, through our emails, through what we say in conversations with people in the firms or how we follow up on, say, applications when no one responds. And these are just some of the ways that you have an opportunity to position yourself as a problem solver. For example, maybe while waiting in line at a career fair to speak to a recruiter, you take two minutes to read the firm's latest news on your mobile phone. And then when you get to the front of the line, you ask a question about the news that you just read two minutes prior. So you've asked a good, thoughtful question as a result. And you don't need to have all the answers to all their problems. That recruiter hears you asking a good question, and boom, they put you in the interview pile. You just need to have an interest in a firm's problems, and then your job search problem will be solved. So number one, firms will hire you specifically because you know their A to B story and you want to help them. Number two, okay, you ready for this? This is a good one. Firms will hire you specifically when you do research, which replaces experience or a lack of experience. Every day, people are granted authority in areas they have never actually touched and for which they have no direct experience. Instead, they achieved authority status without any experience whatsoever, just through research. Nonfiction authors are an, a great example of converting research into authority. Just think about some authors that you know, like maybe you've heard of Malcolm Gladwell, for example. Malcolm Gladwell never flew bombing missions in World War II. He was never a fighter pilot okay, in World War II. Yet he's written a best-selling book on the topic called The Bomber Mafia. And he's now considered an authority for having done that research. Okay, That's an example. So if you want to have an offer and you lack experience or you need to get a job without experience, just do a simple scaled down version of what Malcolm did to research his book. Just do a little bit of research. You don't need to write a book. Let's say you take some time to learn about the A to B situation of your dream firm. Now, just a little research is all that you have to do. Through web surfing, you can uncover what the KPIs are used by that particular firm. YouTube videos can reveal how the professionals in those firms are using language in a particular way when they speak, and you can adopt that. We don't just know that KPIs are important and go into conversations thinking that KPIs are important. That's not enough. We can know exactly which KPIs matter to the firm, and we can easily slip in and mention our interest in helping them get those results. 
as though you would have been doing this for years already. So our ability to get results in what specifically, Stuart? Like, what are you talking about? I don't have any experience. You know, how can I show that I have an ability to get results? Well, your ability to get results in your school projects or clubs or unrelated internships all show employers that you mean business. So when you can convey that you get what they need, and then you show that you care about results and that you've been getting results in these other areas that have been where you have been, like in a club, for example, you will win job offers without experience because they're going to say, wow, this person cares about results. They've been getting some results in these various capacities they have. They understand us. This person is a good fit. So when it comes to the job hunt, the bar is so, so low. The bar is low in this regard, meaning not many people will ever know to do this or even try. For example, few people interested in supply chain jobs will actually take the time to know what the most important supply chain KPI is, which is calculating, for example, landed cost. Landed cost is among the industry's most important metric so if supply chain is your thing, for example, you can just choose to know and talk about that one metric. Just think, taking two extra minutes to read company news while waiting in line in a career fair is all it takes to stand out. The bar is so low here. No experience is no problem because research allows you to walk the walk and talk the talk. Just ask Malcolm Gladwell. The third reason firms will hire you specifically, you ready for it? It's because you chose to reach out to them. It's just a guess, but I'll bet that in your next job, in your dream job, you don't envision working for your roommate or your mom. You appreciate that dream comp colleagues, right? dream bosses of the future, are at present total strangers to you. So at one point, you don't know these people, and then you do. And not only that, they have come to know and like and trust you. So how to bridge the gap? Well, here's how. Here's why firms will hire you specifically. Just think of all those friends back home who never, ever reach out to you. Okay, It always seems like you're the one doing the work to get in touch and stay in touch. And then when you do reach out or you do meet up, it's just like old times. You have an awesome time together. Well, this is the approach that we need to take in the job hunt. It's going to be on us to do the work of reaching out. Firms will hire you specifically when you do this. And in a world where so few people are actually doing this, Making the effort to communicate means the chances of your getting hired are very real, very, very real, without experience, without a high GPA, just because you're doing this. So just think of all those really smart people who apply and are waiting to hear back among your friends. Some of them are sporting a 4.0 GPA on their LinkedIn profile, right? Let them keep, let them keep doing that. Let them keep waiting to hear back. Because all that's going to do is keep them a best kept secret on campus. And that's not what you want. Firms will hire you specifically when you focus on communicating with people you don't yet know, and ideally those in a position to hire you. So in my 12-week program, 
for career acceleration, we are about making those communications and having them consistently hitting our calendar because that's what professional life looks like. And that's what gets the job done. On one occasion, I'm thinking of my client, client Eric. He was transferring planes at Beijing International Airport. So in one of these little buses that takes you from one, one terminal to the next. And he and I had been working on networking. So we've been focusing on that. And so he got this idea standing in that bus to introduce himself to that boss-like looking person that was next to him. He had that look of someone who might be important or experienced. Well, this boss guy was happy to meet Eric and he gave him his business card. And then a couple of days pass and I get back in touch with Eric and well, he shared, shared with me the business card that he got. And it turned out that this boss guy was in fact a boss. He was a big, big boss, the global head of investing for a very large firm. So in the coming days, we added this very large firm into Eric's networking strategy, eventually leading to him having an opportunity to participate in multiple rounds of interviews with the very large firm, just by him reaching out to say hi on that bus. Okay. So how can we get to know more people leading to an offer in a cool city, maybe with a pet cat? Maybe, maybe we want to have a cat and we want to be able to afford the fancy cat food. Well, the short answer is this. We must implement the modern job hunt model, which I discussed in the prior, okay, the prior podcast. Once we've identified where we want to go, which firm we want to work in, which function that we want, then we can attract the team's to us using that process. And we can speak to them. We can speak to them. Proactive communication can be hard. I, I like the analogy of learning how to ride a bicycle. There was a moment when we learned how to, how to ride the bicycle and our life was changed forever. But leading up to that, we had to stumble a bit and it was a bit uncomfortable, but our life changed. Communications, proactive communications especially is like that. But we should not blame ourselves if we've not yet learned this. Everything that we've been told to prepare for in life somehow gets summed up or amounts to these pivotal academic application events in our lives for like undergrad or grad school. And often they don't require any communication by us at all. We just send a resume and maybe some essays, some letters, and then we recommendation letters, and then we wait to hear back. We never get interviewed, nothing happens, like communication, and then we get admitted. So no wonder we're probably playing catch up when it comes to how to communicate in the job hunt, especially when we're at the young professional level. So here's where I need you to pay attention. Job hunting does not work like this. Just look at how the funds, funds flow. Look at the fund flows. Okay, Look at where the money is going to get an idea of just how different the job hunt may be compared to what you expect from a university admissions process. Employers need to get to know, like, and trust us, and they are not accepting $75 application fees, and they are not going to get a large tuition payment from you. It's quite the opposite. In the job hunt, we're looking to get paid, not to pay someone else, right? We want that 70, 95,000, 120,000 or more salary to flow to us. So notice, see that, 
180 degree difference in how the funds are flowing, just to give you an idea about how different the job hunt would be from the application process. Okay. Maybe, just maybe, job hunting and gaining admission to a school are very, very different. So drop the expectations about hearing back. Drop the complaint that companies are ghosting you. They are not. You just didn't penetrate into the company with your communications in such a way to make things matter, to make it relevant to talk to you. And guess what? Companies, they are not waiting to hear back from customers. Professionals are making those early morning flights to Vegas for client meetings because waiting to hear back is not an option. They are following up. So if you listen to my prior podcast about my five biggest lessons to find your new professional home, big lesson number three explains that principle. And I'll repeat it here. People hire people, not resumes, GPAs, or legal status. People hire people, not resumes, GPAs, or legal status. Now, the most recent podcast, then we int I introduced that, that process we can follow to implement on this lesson from my other podcast about people hiring people. That's the modern job hunt model. So if you were wondering how to take your job hunt to the next level and get amazing results, we have to put this lesson into practice. When we put it into practice, we become the ones to initiate the conversations. Okay. Now let's move into the next, and I'm going to say pretty important uh, topic here, which is, let's see here. What do I want to address here? I want to talk about this last item here, which is bringing it all together in terms of your professional branding. Okay. So we've talked about, so far we've talked about, well, we've talked about the hiring you specifically because you chose to reach out. We talked about firms hiring because you'll do research, which can replace experience. And we've talked about the idea of why companies will hire you by doing your 50%, right? Well, the last one here is relating to your professional branding, okay? And this kind of is a, intended to kind of bring things all together. So firms will hire you specifically because you're willing to communicate, not just to communicate, but because you're communicating this professional branding. And branding is like a form of protection. It's like a protective shield or like a magic spell, okay, which will cement you, um, which will cement your success, okay? So when we're, when we have a professional branding, we're talking about how we can help others. So the branding of, of having this mission to focus on how you can help others is like magic in the job hunt, right? So let's implement your professional branding here and then we'll sign off and then you can go off on the rest of your day and practice some of this. So to install your professional branding, we have to choose a focus, okay? We, it's nice to want to be someone who brands themselves as wanting to get results and someone who has done some research, but we have to pick a focus, okay? We have to be very specific about helping a particular industry and then a particular sub part of that industry and then target a particular function. When we can do that, 
we have basically the the focus, the clarity, the resolution of our instrument, let's say, imagine like you're using like a, you know, a microscope to measure and observe something. We have to be very specific in what we're looking to do, because if we're not careful, we can be applying everywhere to everything. And that's like conducting five or six different job hunts at the same time or more. And guess what? That does not work very well. The analogy is like to climb a mountain, you can't like climb two mountains at the same time. <laughs> you can only climb one at the same time at one time. So professional branding begins by having something very specific, a specific type of work you're looking to do. And I talk about that as lesson number five in my five biggest lessons learned a couple podcasts prior as one of these important lessons, which is the idea of having the compounding of interest in your job hunt. So you take an action and that action helps you because the next action you take builds on the last one. So if you were like me and I was doing and I was job hunting in my early career, I was applying everywhere and my conversations with consultants did not really help my conversations with bankers or my conversations with data analytics people and then there just wasn't a compounding of interest. So number 1, have that focus, okay? So we brand ourselves as having a focus and we're just emphasizing right? That in the past, we've got certain results, maybe as an intern, maybe as a volunteer, and we are interested in helping you get that specific kind of result. So the result that they want, you are interested in getting that result for them. So firms will hire you specifically because you have endeavored with success to get people to meet you face-to-face, -face, okay? People hire people, not resumes, or GPAs, or legal status. And when you've met with the firm, you got hired because you communicated your branding to a specific part of industry as a problem solver, okay? So companies are looking to solve problems. You, in turn, brand yourself as a problem solver, and then you develop your branding based on your emphasis on getting some results. And now, you know, maybe this is the moment when you think, okay, Stuart, well, you know, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, I can't just go and reach out to people and talk to them. I just don't know where to start. Well, the key to remember here is that if you think communicating is a big deal, then it will become a big deal in your mind. Okay. You can just make it a big deal and get stuck just by thinking about it. Um, the reality is in professional life, people are communicating, being proactive uh, every day. It's just part of life. So if you're blessed and you have some necessity that will propel you into action, like having no excuses or, you know, for me, like trying to make this relationship with someone special work out, um, and maybe your situation back home doesn't make returning back home favorable for whatever it is, uh, maybe you're blessed with that necessity, um, but maybe you're not. Um, maybe you need to focus more on the benefits of having that job because you're just going to improve your life. You're going to be able to afford that fancy cat food right in the future. Um, ultimately, we want to, why firms will hire you is it's important to just bring back uh, to this concept of why, what a company is. Like a company is a sales organization involved in acquiring information and trust of new people every day.
So for those professionals out there who are doing the business, reaching out to people they don't know is just obvious. There's no questions asked kind of thing. You know, These are our target customers. We don't know them yet. We're going to position ourselves as a problem solver for them, and then maybe they'll consider and buy our product. That's just what professionals do. So if I've applied online, why are firms going to hire you specifically? Well, if you've applied online, right? You can also say, well, I've applied online and I'm going to follow up, right? I'm going to position myself as a problem solver in the messages that I craft and send via email, via LinkedIn. I'm interested in working for a company and I, well, don't see any applications to be made. Well, in that instance, I'm just going to identify decision makers inside the firm, introduce myself, position myself as somebody interested in getting to know them, demonstrate to them that I understand a bit about their goals. I've also been getting some results in my own way. And yeah, maybe I was just a volunteer or just a project, but still, I will present myself as a problem solver. And I understand a little bit about what the firm needs at this time. So just to wrap up here, you, there are several ways why firms will hire you specifically, right? They'll hire you specifically because you've branded yourself right? You, they will hire you specifically because you have made the choice to reach out, right? You are the proactive person reaching out. Firms will hire you specifically because you've done some research. So you understand what they need and that replaces any lack of experience that they may have. And then firms will hire you specifically because you know their A to B story. You want to help them and you know a little bit about the kind of help that they need. And all of this falls within the umbrella of you just doing the parts that you can control. I call this doing your 50% in the job hunt. So thanks for listening. The 12-week career accelerator program is designed to get you interviews on your calendar from the same week that you start. And we continue at that pace as best as you as we can manage it, right? Having several calls and meetings with people up until you get that offer. That's how it works. And there are, of course, some materials that we want to use. We want to develop the branding, want to perfect the resume, do all of that. But it's about being proactive and having someone to guide you step-by-step step on what to do so that you can emulate the best practices, make it part of you, and change your life now and forevermore into the future because you'll never be afraid if there's a layoff because you know exactly what you need to do in order to go out and get the next great job. Thanks for listening.